Not that long ago, after one of our Sunday Masses, I was outside greeting people, and someone approached me and asked me a question. Why is it that when we first come into the church, we genuflect, and then we slip into the pews, and so many people kneel? Like, what, why do we do that? What does that mean? And I thought, well, that's a good question. I thought it was so good, I decided to make a homily on it. But um, what does that mean? It means that we are submitting ourselves to our king, that we are humbling ourselves, that we are being reverent, that we are allowing God the reverence that's due to him, that we're surrendering to him, that we're being vulnerable in his presence. It's also a position of prayer. We can see in the Old Testament, different times when people would go down on their knees in prayer. And even in the New Testament, we hear about those who come before Jesus and they plead for something and they're on their knees. Or he's already done something for them, miraculously cured them, and they come to him in thanksgiving and drop down to their knees and say thank you to the Lord. So kneeling and genuflecting is a way that we are submitting ourselves to God, that we are surrendering to him, that we're recognizing that he is our king. And speaking of kings, in ancient times, this is something that would happen for even earthly kings, that those who were the servants, whenever they would enter into the throne room, they would drop down on one knee as a sign of their reverence, surrender, servitude to their king the king whom they serve, the king who takes care of them. Although, in ancient times, they would drop down on their left knee. The knights that would come to the king, they would go down on their left knee and not their right knee. And the reason is because the right knee is reserved for God. Why? Why are we making a distinction? Well, for most people, they're right-legged. That means that their right leg is stronger than their left leg. And if that's the strongest leg, it makes sense to surrender that one to God. The knee is the largest joint in the human body. It's the the strongest. So if we're taking the strongest joint in our body and we're bending it, we're bowing it, we're submitting it in the presence of someone greater, the king of the universe, then we're showing our reverence to the Lord. We're giving him our greatest. But for human beings, the left knee. Because although it is the largest joint in the body, If we're right-legged and our right leg is stronger, then our left knee is not as strong. And so the left knee would then be offered to human beings. Like, I still reverence you, I still honor you, I'm still your servant, because you are the king, but you're not the king of kings. The king of kings is Jesus, and so he gets the right knee. And it's like, well, okay, but why do we do that? Why do we include the body in this process? Because we are body and soul. We're not just one or the other. We're both. And so when we're praising, when we're worshiping our God, it shouldn't just be our soul or our lips. Other parts of the body should participate too. And so it does. By going down on our knees, our bodies are participating in our prayer, in our surrender to the Lord, in our love for the Lord, in our recognition that he is our God and our king. And this is a king who refers to himself as such in our gospel passage. Jesus tells us what it's going to be like when he comes again in glory at the end of time, that he's going to judge the whole world, and he's going to judge it based on charity, based on love for him and love for our neighbor, for the sake of love for him.
Now, there's many ways that we can love God. We can love God through prayer. We can love him by receiving his grace in the sacraments. We can love him by taking care of each other. And it's this last of the three that I mentioned that Jesus is pointing us towards in our gospel passage. Because he came down from heaven and united himself with human nature, he has made himself one with humanity. And so we can love Jesus by loving each other properly. He tells us these different ways, the corporal works of mercy, corporal meaning bodily. So he's telling us how to love him through each other, through taking care of each other's bodies. And he goes through a list, hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, um, sick, and in prison, and taking care of that person. And in doing so, because Jesus is united with all human beings and we're all made in his image, we are doing it for him and out of love for him. And so our Lord is revealing to us how we can love him. This is just one of many ways of how we can love him, but it's the one that he shares with us in our gospel passage. Jesus came all the way down from heaven, not partway down from heaven, not took on the appearance of human beings but didn't actually become. He actually became human. And this is why when we genuflect, we take our right knee all the way down to the ground. Not like a little curtsy or something, because Jesus didn't come part way, he came all the way. And this is a king who loves us so much that he values our eternal life more than he values his own human life. That he's willing to undergo his passion, death, and resurrection to reveal his love and to save us from being lost forever. He gives us the opportunity of eternal life. But we have to choose to accept that grace by living a life of holiness, by following his commands, by accepting him as our king. Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and he wants us to follow him as we ought. And we show our sign of reverence and love by genuflecting and by kneeling at Mass. Really, all the postures that we take during Mass, they have their own meanings, which I'll be happy to explain in my Understanding the Mass series, which will be 3.30 p.m. on the first, second, and third Sundays of Advent here in our church. Because it makes a difference. When we understand what we're doing and why we're doing it, we can do it more wholeheartedly. When we understand that we're loving Jesus through loving each other, we can do it more wholeheartedly. And when the Lord comes to judge us, and he sees how we have loved him through each other, when he sees how we have loved him through prayer, then he will invite us into eternal life. But we don't have to. We can choose a different route. We can choose not to love. And those who choose not to love will go off to eternal punishment. But the Lord wants us to be with him forever in heaven. And that's why he shows us the way. So brothers and sisters in Christ, let us consider how we can better submit ourselves to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords by loving him and loving him through each other as we prepare to meet him in the Most Holy Eucharist. Before Mass, there was a conversation in the sacristy and someone commented that, uh, that I can genuflect so easily 
Well, I'm young, but I understand, and so does the church, that not everybody is capable of genuflecting. So for those who aren't able to do so, um, they should make a profound bow. So bending at the waistline um, as a sign of reverence and respect. A bow is uh, not as good as genuflecting, but if that's the best that a person can do, then that's what they ought to do. Instead, when they first show up for Mass and they are acknowledging that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is here among us in the tabernacle in the Most Holy Eucharist.